together growing in faith, changing communities. My dear brothers and sisters, today I would like us to reflect on the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7 from verse 51 to chapter 8, verse 1. In those days, Stephen said to the people and the elders and the scribes, You stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did not your fathers persecute? And they killed those who announced beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whom you have now betrayed and murdered. You who received the law as delivered by angels did not keep it. Now when they heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth against him. But he, full of the Holy Spirit, he gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. But they cried out with a loud voice and they stopped their ears and they rushed together upon him. Then they cast him out of the city and stoned him, and the witnesses laid down their garments at the feet of a young man named Saul. And as they were stoning Stephen, he prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. When he had said this, he fell asleep, and Saul was consenting to his death. We're talking about the, the death of Stephen. But there are certain things that I think are quite important to look into. The first one, listen to Stephen as he addresses those who are about to kill him. He talks to the elders as well as to the scribes. He defined them as a stiff-necked people, uncircumcised in the mind and in the heart. Those are strong words. But what worries me the most is that he's talking to people, elders, because they are old enough in age, in years. They're supposed to have some sense of common sense. The scribes are supposed to be the men who know the word of God. But sometimes we, we forget who God has made us to be. And we want to perpetuate that which does not give us life. He calls them uncircumcised in the heart and in the ears. Go back to the whole concept that circumcision was a sign in which God took ownership and possession of his people. They became circumcised as a sign that they belong to God and God is their God and he belongs to them. But what Stephen talks about here, it's what the prophets have been talking about, the circumcision of the heart. When God says in Ezekiel, I will take their heart of stone and I'll give them the heart of flesh. The unwillingness to forgive, the unwillingness to learn to trust in God. The unwillingness 
to be restored into a relationship that is life-giving. How many of us are stuck in a terrible reality? How many of us are stuck in an unforgiving past? How many of us need the grace to have our hearts circumcised, to have our minds circumcised, to have our lips circumcised? I need the grace to be that which God wants me to be. I've been reflecting lately and I'm realizing that there are certain things that God wishes for our lives. There are great things that God wants us to become, but he cannot force those things upon us. He cannot force himself on us. Because he cannot force himself on us, he depends on our willingness. He depends on our yes. But all these things are for our own good. And so when Stephen is able to challenge us, it makes me wonder, am I stubborn? Do I refuse to learn? Do I refuse to be guided by God? Can those around me be able to help me in my faith, in my journey? Or am I a person that says, I know it all. It's either my way or no way. Do I have the need to always want to be right? Do I have the desire to always want to be the correct one? Do I lack the ability to ask for forgiveness where I have done wrong? Do I have the ability to reflect on my actions, on my words? Upon realizing that I've made a mistake, do I have the humility to apologize and to ask for forgiveness? Do I have the courage to correct the mistakes? Our God is a great God. Our God is a forgiving God. Our God wishes the best for us. You and I, dear brothers and sisters, soon realize that Stephen dies having done nothing wrong. Does he die a lonely death? No. He is killed for telling the truth. But listen to what he says as he is killed. He offers his prayer and he sees God. And he says, Behold, I see the heavens opened, the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. I see the Son of Man standing. This speaks volumes to me. That at the moment of our greatest need and desires, our God never abandons us. He stands. He wants to be with us. He journeys with us. He guides us through it all. He navigates the storm with us. He knows what you've been through. He knows what is happening in your life. 
And he wants us to know that we are not alone. Stephen says, receive my soul. But he also says something powerful. Forgive them their sins. The ability to forgive even though you've been deeply hurt. Going out and to forgive. I forgive you. I want you to be forgiven. I want you to know you are loved. I want you to know you are cherished. Forgiveness is the gift to self. When you forgive someone, you are liberating yourself. When you forgive someone, you are setting yourself free. Free from malicious thoughts, free from unnecessary depression, free from anger and bitterness. How many of us need that? This becomes absolutely important and powerful because Stephen was being killed. It's not as if when he forgives, they will let him go. No, they will still kill him. But he's willing to say, do not count this against them. Do I have that insight to go beyond someone else's mistakes and faults and still love them? Do I have this insight to accept and love you even though you have hurt me the most? May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us. May she protect us. May she bless us. And may she ask that God continues to guide us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.